Welcome to Chip Chat Conversations in the Cloud, a weekly podcast with IT leaders who are driving the future of a software-defined infrastructure-based data center. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you may be. My name is Jake Smith, and welcome to another Conversation in the Cloud. I am joined today by Jim Hassman, GM, North America for C3AI. Welcome, Jim. Hi, Jake. Good to be here. Now, Jim, you're a part of an emerging company, and you've been working there and leading that for some time, but it's an emerging company founded by an industry stalwart in Tom Siebel. In fact, Mr. Siebel was the first person who I ever deployed an application service provisioning infrastructure back in 1997, if you remember the old SiebelNet days. So yes, I C3 AI is the new venture. I like to say the overnight success story, but it's a very different venture. Talk about what you guys are doing. You're transforming AI around the world. Yeah, this has been an exciting opportunity. I've been here for 10 of our last 11 years, so I've kind of gotten to see it all. And the space that we're in is something that we categorize called enterprise AI. And what this is, it is a new technology stack that is transforming the way companies design, develop, provision, and operate next generation AI applications at enterprise scale. And I think when people think about AI, they think about bots or they think about, you know, some type of cloud service that knows something when you're talking and that the Alexa picks it up. We're talking about a whole new category of enterprise business software applications that are infused with artificial intelligence that actually change the way companies operate. They change the way people work and they change the outcomes these companies are receiving that dramatically affect their bottom line. It affects how they approach customers, how they design products. And honestly, a big part of it is how they approach doing this in a sustainable way. So can you help our listeners understand this AI suite? Because it's not a point technology. And this is the thing that I find so unique. You're 11 years into this journey of building a suite of AI technologies across enterprises. I love the question because I think a lot of context gets lost in words that are overused. And one of the words that's overused every day, and I think most people would agree, is this word called platforms. You know, what is a platform? What is your platform? And the word suite, I think, is a much better definition. Even from a computer science standpoint, the word suite actually describes the culmination of a variety of things that help companies design, deliver these AI applications. And so as it relates to what is in the C3 AI suite, it's everything from ingesting raw data. And these raw data come in typically hundreds or thousands of systems. They are data that are owned by these enterprises. They might be data coming from sensors. They might be data coming from third-party sources, the extranet, social media feeds. So these data are huge. They are diverse and there's lots of it. And so part of the suite actually addresses how do you bring that data in and turn it into a unified, federated, normalized data image that you keep current? Because if you can solve that problem, you can make the problem of actually developing and testing 
AI algorithms, machine learning algorithms, a lot easier. And a lot of people stumble on that first step. So a big part of the suite is actually focused on how do you bring data in? How do you normalize it? How do you clean it? How do you put it in the right databases? How do you make access virtually you know, easy? That's one part of the suite. The second part of the suite is really focused on the data scientist. And these individuals are highly trained, well-educated, and their job is to actually interact with these data, develop features from the data that you can use to actually train these AI algorithms or machine learning algorithms to predict something, to optimize something, to prescribe something. And then the third part of the suite actually deals with the application. At the end of this thing, some end user who is not a data integration person and who is not a data scientist actually has to sit down and like interact with this information and for almost everyone for the first time in their life. So how do you do that in a way where people are A, are going to know how to interact with it, B, are going to understand what's being provided as an output from these algorithms and C, most importantly, actually do something with it. And so the C3 AI suite has a lot of technical components, but you can think of it simply in terms of complex data integration, rapid, low-code data science development, and then configuration-based AI application development. And that kind of encapsulates the entire suite. And it's a suite that you guys are having so much success with. This is maybe my favorite stat of the day. You're bigger than your next two competitors combined. Can you talk about that and why you've been able to achieve so much success? Well, if you look out in the market today, every technology company overnight is now an AI company. You know, you go to their websites, everybody's doing AI, everybody's doing machine learning. And I can honestly probably vouch for the fact that most people can do machine learning. Most people could spin up some type of environment and develop an algorithm on data. But that's very different than doing it at enterprise scale. And a lot of companies are faced with this dilemma that they have tried a lot of POCs to do AI or machine learning, and those things haven't gone anywhere. And nobody's gotten any value from it, despite the big promise. And so you have to look at that and say, why aren't they achieving success? And if you look at what C3 is doing, we didn't start with a proof of concept or a POC as our starting point for developing this company. And that's what a lot of companies have done. Hey, we tried this little thing out. We got it to work. We could actually turn this into a service. And they don't know what's behind corner number one and corner number two and corner number three. And so I just think the maturity timeline of developing an enterprise scale AI application most people don't know what that means. And so our success was that we started at scale. We started ingesting data sets that, you know, were very, very large, that really challenged us as a company to develop something that was hardened, that was resilient, that was redundant, so that it could stand the test of these large data sets. And if you think about, you know, what people did before this AI revolution, people were doing AI before C3 came along. The problem was that they were doing it on sample data sets. The computing world had some limitations. The hardware stacks had limitations. And so they would develop these models on sample data sets. And because C3 approached the problem at the enterprise level, we built the ability 
to remove the requirement for data scientists to have to sample their data. They could actually throw all of the data at their problem. And if you could do that and prove out the benefits of whatever you're predicting, now it makes it easier to move to production. And so one of the things we did that our competition didn't do was we started at scale. That's probably point number one. Point number two, when you talk about competition, you know, I've been in delivery at C3, I've been in products at C3, and now I do sales day in and day out. And I've led some of our largest agreements and contracts with very, very large customers. And it's been really fun to be involved with Tom and Ed and Human and Nikhil and others as we've gone out to market. I think when we look at competition in the market, our biggest competitor is actually internal organizations within these companies that are actually trying to build this new technology stack themselves. And Tom saw this at Oracle, you know, everybody was going to build their own relational database. And then he'd come back a few years later after they were all fired and selling Oracle database, Siebel systems, everybody was going to build their own CRM system, same thing. And so it takes companies a little bit of time to actually understand how hard this is. And this may be of all the step function changes we've all seen in our lifetime, this is by far the biggest and the most complex. And so, you know, having been at this 10 years and having had the opportunity to work with the shells and the bank of Americas and the department of defense and all these big companies, we've had the opportunity to not only learn how to do this, but we've had the opportunity to harden the C3 AI suite because of the types of deployments we've done. That is not something that these companies can replicate within the walls of their own business. And we get to bring that as a benefit to them. They're not the guinea pig, right? Well, that's always nice to know that you're not going to be the first time that somebody's going to deploy a machine learning infrastructure for their multiple, multiple petabytes of data. Yeah. And in some cases, exabytes of data. So let's talk a little bit, Jim, about the relationship between C3 AI and Intel. You're members of the AI Builders program, but the relationship's much more extensive than that. Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, we've been part of this program for a number of years now, I think going back to 2018, if I remember right. And, you know, one of the things that's happening in the market right now, and Intel is dramatically affecting this, is years ago, there was this word that came out called the Internet of Things or IoT. But even before that, there were these large sensor networks, right? And one of the things that's happening within the work that Intel's doing and others is that besides the cloud infrastructures that are making it possible to do what we do at enterprise scale, as innovation happens at the edge, it's going to unlock a lot more opportunities for companies to solve problems that weren't solvable before because you actually need to compute the algorithm at the edge, you don't have time to patch data up to the cloud, run the computation and push it back down. So as part of this partnership with Intel, there's been a lot of work done to see that vision come to light. And to me, it's going to be exciting to see what happens over the next couple of years because, you know, we're close. We're close to actually making that a reality. And C3, I think, is going to be a big part of that as well as Intel. Well, I certainly hope so and believe so and very thankful for our relationship and our partnership as we begin to build the next generation AI infrastructure. So Jim, you know, we've talked about the vision of the company. We've talked about the AI suite. Can you tell us a little bit about a customer success story and some of the customer success stories that we were talking about earlier? 
Yeah, absolutely. I think this is where we really shine. There are a lot of great case studies in oil and gas, in financial services, in manufacturing, energy, utilities, defense, aerospace. Maybe one that I'll pick on, which is one that I think is pretty interesting, is one of the large oil and gas companies that we serve. They're definitely one of the largest in the world. When we met them, they were pretty mature as it relates to having a digital strategy. They had data scientists, which we don't always find in some of the businesses that we work with. They had developed quite a few machine learning algorithms. They had achieved success. So why would I use the company who is succeeding as my case study? Well, I do it because if there's anyone listening to this who is trying to figure out where they're at in their journey, I think one of the things we see is this mentality of, yeah, we already do that. And I think for this company, what was interesting to me was the humbleness, but also the pride that they had. The pride was in the work that they had done. The humility was in the fact that, guys, we've kind of taken this as far as we can take it. And where they were struggling was not actually developing AI algorithms. They had some smart people. They had been doing it. Their challenge was actually doing this at scale. And for me, this story is pretty interesting because for one asset class that they have, they have a lot of offshore oil wells. These things are huge, right? It's like a city in the sea. And if you take one asset class, just their valves, these valves are big, they're smart, they're intelligent. And, you know, if anything goes wrong with these things, bad stuff happens. And so they had been developing algorithms across, I think the initial fleet of valves was something like 500,000 valves, if I remember correctly. And there were a whole bunch of different data sources. Obviously the manufacturer of the valve has their data, their work management systems, their inspection systems, their supervisory control systems, et cetera. So we helped them actually aggregate all the data for this. That was step one. And that's always the first step. Step two was. They actually brought in this IP that they had developed around these algorithms and brought that onto the C3 AI suite. And in total, okay, the total number of machine learning algorithms that they were managing just for valves was in excess of 2 million models. Wow. So when you think about enterprise AI at scale, okay, here's a big company with an asset and they have 2 million models for this one asset. Their problem wasn't, hey, C3, can you help us build AI models? Their problem was, how do you manage this many models for this one thing? And by the way, we have thousands of different categories of assets. This is just one. They wanted to be able to have these models compete. So at one point when one model was outperforming another one, dynamically switch it out to the one that gave them better results. Number two, these models especially in the world of machine learning for anybody who's done this, these things don't just sit there. They need babysitting, right? They drift, they decay. There may be new data sets that can provide more features for the models to learn from. So there's this human element of actually managing. You don't have enough data scientists to manage 2 million machine learning models. You actually need software for that. And so what I found so fascinating about getting the opportunity to work with these guys was that here was a very sophisticated customer who actually still needed help. We tend to focus on the companies who are just starting their journey and how do you even pick the right first use case? How do you go about doing this? But here was somebody who was very, very advanced. And I think if I look back, the one thing they could say to companies that are just starting their journey is you don't know what you don't know. 
And you're going to kind of bump your head all along the way. And C3, with the technology that they have, is able to help you get through those barriers because they've done it so many times. So you don't have to go through that pain. Number two, they take care of all the plumbing that it takes to put these stacks together so that you can focus on solving the business problem and you can do that quickly. What is quickly? Well, solving a business problem in like 90 to 180 days, that's pretty fast, especially when you're delivering potentially tens, hundreds, millions of dollars in recurring economic benefit. And, you know, in the terms of the valve case study, you don't know if one of these things was to go awry, what the impact could be of that on an offshore oil well, right? It could be catastrophic. And so there are some benefits to this that can't even be quantified. So that use case actually spun up an entirely new category of use cases and a combined team between that company and C3, where we developed a joint center of excellence. And we have a roadmap that goes out for three years of all the use cases that we're working to solve with them. And the objective that they're seeking is to achieve savings internally at their company of over $3 billion per year with this technology. So I love that Tom's been visionary in creating this category of enterprise AI. I think to us, this is big scale. It's big time stuff. And the speed and the acceleration that we give companies, I think, is unmatched. Yeah, I love it. The speed is unmatched. I mean, just leave it at that. That's fantastic. Good stuff. One of the things that I'd like to leave our listeners with, Jim, is where can they find out more information? So we've invested a lot into the C3 website, c3.ai. And, you know, I've worked for other companies and the websites tend to be, you know, here's our products and, you know, here's what we do. We've been putting a lot of work into this website to make it almost customer driven. And what that means is that the content that's there, the interviews that are there, the case studies, this is a very customer driven website. That's one place where people can get information. Another place they can is C3 holds pretty frequently a two or three times a month, webinars that approach some topic as it relates to enterprise AI. They may actually have an industry webinar one day. They may have a component of the C3 AI suite. I think last week there was a webinar around how to build a world-class data science organization. So there is a lot of content that C3 is developing to not only help our customers, but if you look at what Tom is doing here for his third act, He's actually developing and defining this category of enterprise AI. And part of that is educating the market. So there's a lot of content there in those webinars. And a third and maybe a shameless plug is you can call guys like me and we'll take your call. Not exactly shameless, Jim, but certainly glad to have you here and really appreciate you coming out. You know, one of the things that our listeners want to hear about now, we know about Tom Siebel's first couple of acts. And they were pretty dramatic. And now this is the third act, if you will, to your point earlier. But what does the future hold for C3.ai and really the industry, in your opinion? It's a good question. You know, I think if I knew the answer to that, I would make a bunch of decisions based on that. I think what we aspire to do is build the world's greatest enterprise AI software company. I mean, that is our identity. And I think at our roots, every person that's in this company knows that that's our mission. 
And so in terms of the future, I see C3, if we achieve the objective, just like Tom did at Siebel and Oracle, we will establish and maintain a market leadership position in every industry vertical worldwide in this category of enterprise AI. That's what our future looks like. I think it's going to be interesting to watch what happens in the market in general with everybody is now an AI company. How many of those will actually make it? There's some really interesting stuff going on out there. And part of the reason I love the product that we have is that it has been designed with the future in mind. So as you know, the Microsofts and Googles and Amazons of the world and the open source community continue to innovate and develop new classes of technical services, the C3 AI suite is able to rapidly create services and models out of that that make it easy for our customers to integrate that into the stack without having to rip and replace everything or completely redefine your architectures all the time. So I think the future looks bright. I think at the core of all of this is probably more important what happens to businesses as they look at transforming their companies. The decisions that their executive teams will make if they latch on to this stuff and become students of it, I think that the future is bright for them. And when I say this stuff, I'm just talking about AI in general, not C3 specifically. And for companies that don't or want to sit around and wait to see what happens, I don't think the music looks as good for them. So I think it's important that these companies are led by executives who care about this, who aren't just shoveling it off to others in their company to go figure out. They need to be students of the game because others will be. And if they're not, I think they're going to get ran over. Well, it's hard to argue that point. Artificial intelligence has not only transformed the way we think about computing, it's transforming the entire industry. On behalf of Jim Hassman, General Manager, North America, C3AI, I'm Jake Smith, and this has been another episode of Conversations in the Cloud. Wherever you may be in the world, we wish you a good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Thank you.